Coming up this week on Nerd vs. Noob. What fictional character would you guys like to be lost out in the bush with? So I'd love you guys to sing the Ricky Baker's birthday song for everybody. Heaps of great Kiwi films out there. Recommend three other Kiwi films. Now hit me with that theme. Hello, good people. Welcome to Nerd vs. Noob, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. I am your co-host, Sam Hurley. Uh, welcome to the show. I am joined by my two usual co-hosts. First of all, you know her, you love her, and once again, she's still ginger all over. It's Stacey Gavin. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you doing, Stacey? I'm good, thanks. Oh, that's great. And I'm also joined by the one that you guys have been clamoring for me to get back. I think I've had like one text asking me where he's gone. Here he is. <laughs> it's Spanky. How you doing, Spanky? Oh, good. Beautiful day and the lovely Bay Plenty again. Yeah, what a lovely day to spend inside uh, sitting around in a lounge <laughs> recording a podcast. Dorks. What a bunch of nerds. Wouldn't be anywhere else. <laughs> This week, guys, we are doing the Kiwi instant classic that is Hunt for the Wilder People, directed by Taika Waititi, taking the world by storm. It even managed to make Empire's film of the year. It was even Deadpool's uh, favourite film of the year. So, yeah, we're going to review that this week. So, first of all, we'll give our reviews. Out of 10,000, what would you give it, Pinky? 10,000. Whoa! <laughs> I'm... Like it's just got it's got everything. It's well acted. It's well written. It's funny. It's poignant. Don't just go and watch mm. it. Go and buy it so you can watch it forever. Whoa! Whoa! That's a first in nerd versus noob that someone's given it a perfect ten thousand. What about you, Stacey? Um, yeah, I'm right up there, but I couldn't even give any movie ten thousand. So I'm gonna go nine thousand seven hundred ninety-six. Didn't you once tell me that you think like all those Transformers sequels are all ten thousands? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, podcast listeners, uh, if you could see your face right now would don't sully this movie with mention <laughs> of those um movies awesome so for my first time ever i'm going to give a score over nine thousand i'm going to give this nine thousand five hundred and twenty seven this is awesome harsh harsh <laughs> this is like easily my film of the year like, i i rate this over every other film that's up for oscar contention and it's a bit of a shame but we'll get into that a little Julian bit julian dennison for an oscar yeah, you can sort of <laughs> tell that this is going to be a quite favourable podcast from everyone. Obviously, it's a Kiwi film. It's quite personal for us. But before we start, Stacey Gavin, you've got a bit of a story about this film, don't you? I do. I was lucky enough to go to the one of the Australian premieres, I guess, in Sydney in June last year. And it featured a Q&A with Taika Waititi, Sam Neill and Julian Dennison. So that was quite a cool experience, being in a crowd of Aussies, and they still all laughed at all the Kiwi jokes. I don't know whether they were laughing at us or with us, but it was a really good crowd. And due to a request from my nerdy partner, <laughs> I had to um, go and talk to Taika after the Q&A and ask him about how Sam could become a, an extra <laughs> in the upcoming Thor movie. <laughs> which Taika is direct, currently directing. And he was really lovely um, guy to speak to. And uh, Unfortunately, our scheduling down. didn't really work out. I had my people call his people. 
he sort of offered me a, a quite sort of high role, you know, and I was like, look, you've already got Tom Hiddleston playing that role. You can't really have me just come in there and be Loki. You know, I was, I was a bit humble <laughs> okay, in it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, this week's movie is Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, this is a friend of the show who has actually requested we do this movie. I mean, this was definitely on you've our list. You've got a friend? Oh, yeah, we've, oh, I've got a friend. I don't oh. know if you've got a friend. The show's got a friend. <laughs> the show's got a friend. <laughs> so, anyway, this one is going out to my favourite English girl uh, named Hannah Dingle. That's yes. a good recommendation, a, Hannah. Thanks for suggesting this film. Cheers. Cheers. Righto, so for those who haven't watched this movie, as Spanky said, go out and buy it and watch it multiple times. Here's the plot. A boy and his foster father become the subjects of a manhunt after they get stranded in the New Zealand wilderness. Thank God we have an IMD plot that's less than 40 sentences and actually is straight to the point. A Kiwi probably worked the plot, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we're going to move on to the questions now. So first up, as usual, we have an all-play question. As Stacey just mentioned, the film centres around two people getting stranded out in the bush and on the run from the law. Now, what fictional character would you guys like to be lost out in the bush with? This is going to be one that uh, the millennials uh, have no idea about. And this is a lady who's probably got experience with bush and being lost. Um, <laughs> Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Whoa. Looking, look, looking good in some bangs and hot and has an endless supply of jean shorts on hand, which is always a bonus and obviously knows her way around being lost in the jungle. Interesting choice. What about you, Stace? My answer is Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy because obviously you want to... Uh, be stuck in the bush with someone who you want to spend time with and who's a bit of fun and can, you know, keep it entertaining and light. Not to mention his Walkman and alien STDs. <laughs> he doesn't have STDs. <laughs> oh, the man who lay with a Langevarian. <laughs> <laughs> Would you trust that man? Yes. Okay, guys, good answers, but I think I've got you guys beat. If I was stuck out in the bush, I'd want a female companion. I'd want someone who knows how to kick a bit of ass, take a few names, and also want someone who can know her way around and sort out problems for me, and that's why I'm going with Lara Croft. Oh. AKA Tomb Raider. And I, I don't want no Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. I want the new Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider that's supposedly coming oh. out soon. Bam. She's amazing. Anywho, Spanky's back, so he's going to start us off with the first set of three questions. So obviously this is a Kiwi film, and there's a lot of things that might go over the head of of non-Kiwis. It's full of Kiwiana. What's the least likely thing to have been understood by a non-Kiwi? Okay, I I think the most obvious thing is two guys going out for a run around in the bush together, and... There's no real imminent threat of danger. See, a lot of people overseas, you know, associate us with Australia and think we've got poisonous snakes and spiders and all that sort of stuff and lions and tigers and we don't have anything. And bears. Oh, and my. Bears. We've got, oh, we've, my. Oh, no. We, we've got nothing. Like, And that's why we had to have a wild boar that was um, mauling a dog. <laughs> that was about the scariest thing we could come up with. Big that got shot to death by carrying guns, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I'm going to go with something, a couple of Kiwi things, food-related. There's quite a few Kiwi-food-related rela- things in this movie. One is when Ricky's stuck in the bush and he hasn't had any food for a while before Heck finds him, he starts to visualise some food items. One of those things is a massive pavlova yeah. <laughs> covered in whipped cream and fruit. Love a good pav. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, if you're from the States or something like that, you won't instantly recognise that as a... Is a Kiwi classic dessert. Yeah, despite a very Russian-sounding name, it's a very, yeah. 
Yeah, where did that name come from? Supposedly the story is that the baker came up with the idea, uh, named it after a very famous Russian ballerina. And then and Australians sort of adopted it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and I was just going to say, bugger off you Aussies, it's, <laughs> it's a Kiwi dessert. <laughs> All right. Okay, so 10 out of 10 rating, but there's heaps of great Kiwi films out there. Recommend three other Kiwi films. So my first one is a relatively recent movie and again directed by Taika Waititi. What We Do in the Shadows is a um, truly unique story of vampires living in modern day Wellington, which is the capital city of New Zealand. Is um, it? Well, for our international <laughs> fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Hannah Dingle <laughs> My next one is a few years older I believe Taika was involved in this I'm not sure how But uh, Eagle versus Shark Yeah he directed that as well Oh he directed it yeah So starring <laughs> so starring. Say I'm not a nerd I don't know all this stuff Is your third film going to be Boy? No. Directed by Taika Waititi. No, 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 shush, shush, no, no. Taika love. No, okay, okay, so... Uh, hey, Taika, if you're listening to this, I'm starting to speak my fiancé has a mad crush on you, dude. Okay, so just for those people who want to know a bit about Eagle vs. Shark, Jermaine Clement um, stars in this. US fans will know him from Flight of the Concords. And my third one is going to be quite different, and it relates to something I want to talk about later in the podcast. But I'm going to recommend The Piano. I think it really highlights the depth of Kiwi filmmaking, you know. We can really do those historic movies justice, I believe. So Okay, so on to me. First of all, special shout out to Utu, which is uh, Quentin Tarantino's favourite New Zealand film. I feel like we need to mention that, but I haven't actually picked that because... Despite being a film nerd, that's one of my uh, chinks in the armour is I haven't actually watched a lot of New Zealand films, especially those sort of classics. So what I'm going to go with is I'm going to go with New Zealand's favourite romantic comedy, Once We're Warriors, (laughs) (laughs) which is uh, a certain running joke about New Zealanders. It's a very horrible look at what happens in low-income families and how they can fall apart uh, with an alcoholic father. And then I'm going to have to go with a recent documentary that's taken the world by storm, which is Tickled. (laughs) (laughs) Taken the world by storm? It's it's doing really well. It took a million at the box office, which is pretty decent for a documentary. Like all good documentaries, it starts off with a premise, it finishes with something completely different, and for days after you're sitting there going, what was that about? And then finally, I I also have to give a shout out to a guy that certainly helped us along with the podcast in terms of providing a bit of support over Facebook and is also one of the friends of the show, and that's uh, the film I Survived a Zombie Holocaust. Uh, Harley Neville is a guy that me and Spanky actually went to school with. We were waiting for the perfect chance of reviewing this film with me, Spanky and Emma because we all went to school with him. Never ever in a million years did I think I would see a friend from high school in a movie standing naked with a cocksock over him. (laughs) 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 so yeah i survived the zombie holocaust that also gets a special uh, shout out also got to give a special shout out to the complete back history of peter jackson prior to lord of the rings Mm. you know like bad taste uh, meet the feebles as well as whale rider there's quite a lot of good kiwi films out there brain dead yeah right excellent get out there watch some kiwi cinema yeah (laughs) 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 okay so my last question of this section is who gave the most memorable performance? You can't look past Ricky Baker, Julian Dennison. Amazing, amazing job done done by... How old do you think he is? <laughs> Young, 13, 14, yeah. Yeah, amazing job done by him. To be honest, I'm actually going to go a bit different for you. I'm going to go Sam Neill because we've never really seen Sam Neill in this sort of gruff, 
older sort of man. He's he's always been a bit sort of I don't know. I'm thinking of Jurassic Park. Sam Neill is a bit swarmy sort of thing. Like he's got a bit of confidence to him. Whereas this guy's a broken man who's got a bit of history and a very subtle but very um, empowering performance. Cool. So anyway, that takes us on to my set of three questions. So first up. This film is based on a very famous New Zealand novelist, uh, Barry Crump. It's based on one of his books, Wild Pork and Watercress. So what other New Zealand novels would you like to see turned into a film? And for our international listeners, there are a couple. Oh, there are heaps. So my pick is The Luminaries by Eleanor Patton, uh, which is an amazing, amazing story about around um, based around the time of the founding of New Zealand okay so uh, unashamedly I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, tell you all about a little bit of my own history the book's called Tapuya Tapuya is one of uh, my distant ancestors she was a, a Maori queen yeah she's just a real role model for women she was a strong woman she had a dark and a very derisive younger years and books by Michael King awesome choices uh, so apparently Ricky Baker didn't choose the Skux Life. The Skux Life chose him. But has the Skux Life chose you guys? I'm just going to go no. I'm way too straight. I'm nowhere near <laughs> gangster. Like, mean gangster is just not even in the same sentence. At no point did I think you were ever going to say yes. <laughs> I'd like to say yes, but the real answer is no. <laughs> I'm trying to, every day I'm trying to choose the Skux Life. <laughs> but... It definitely didn't choose me. <laughs> Might be around the corner, bro. <laughs> Do you want to tell everyone what Skuck's life is? Oh, it means they're like real cool and spunky and rainy. Like gangster. Good looking. And <laughs> cool. So moving on to my next question. Uh, a lot of funny lines in this. What was your like funniest dialogue from this movie? I don't know if I can only pick one. It's hard. Can, can it's I hard. can I petition to maybe have two? Yep, yeah, you it. can. Okay, okay. You ate a sausage. She sung you a song. Then you fell asleep. It was a relaxing song <laughs> and a relaxing sausage. <laughs> right. So that, for our international listeners, uh, every time you eat a sausage, it's very relaxing. <laughs> so, so that's the first one, and then uh, the other one was, it says here you're Caucasian. That's obviously wrong. Because you're white. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one too. So many good ones, but those are probably two that stand out in my mind. Okay, so what about you, Stacey? Okay, so I'm going to go with the entire uh, funeral scene. Oh, with Taika himself. Yeah, Yeah. with Taika starring as the minister. It was the most bizarre scene in a movie. And normally when you watch a movie, you would think, was that scene necessary? <laughs> but actually, in this case, it was very necessary. There's some very good uh, one-liners in there. Specifically, I'm going to talk about the um, kind of, when you come to a choice in life, there's two doors. And what do you think is behind the doors? And then he lists off some potential answers. So maybe Doritos and LMP and Burger Rings and Coke Zero. <laughs> And, and then he asks the crowd, what do you think is behind the other door? <laughs> and <laughs> and Ricky Baker pipes up. <laughs> vegetables. No, 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 no not vegetables. <laughs> Just the look he gives at me, like, no? What are you, dumb? Yeah, we're going to go with that whole scene. Sort of furthering along my point earlier that you might have a crush on Taika Waititi, that you find the funniest part of the movie is the bit that he's in. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As she drinks more, it becomes more and more clear that it is completely true. 
So, Stacey, move us on to your uh, first question. Alrighty, guys. Okay, so... Um, we absolutely loved when Ricky finally found a home, a loving family with Bella and Heck before Bella unfortunately passed away. And one of the coolest um, things was Ricky's first ever birthday party. Bella recited a birthday song for Ricky. So I'd love you guys to sing the Ricky Baker's birthday song for everybody. bit of trivia on that one is that the actress Rima actually went away and just basically came up with the song because they couldn't afford the rights to Happy Birthday. So anyway, we're going to now try and give it a blast. But we're not going to sing about Ricky Baker. We're going to sing about <laughs> Stacey Gabby. <laughs> so, so Stacey, would you like to be the keyboard for us? The ding, 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 Stacey Gavin, now you're 13 years old. You're a teenager and you're as good as gold. Stacey Gavin, Stacey Gavin, happy birthday, once neglected. Now accepted by me and Hector. We're a trifecta. Stacey Gavin. Uh-uh. Stacey Gavin. Uh-uh. Stacey Gavin. Uh-uh. Stacey Gavin. Uh-uh. Okay, that's enough. Awesome job. You'd be surprised at how many times that comes up in our house. Yes. Except we change it to once rejected, now neglected. Stacey Gavin. Okay, righto. As well as some really comic moments in this movie, there's also some quite poignant and emotional points along the way. So tell me, what part of this movie made you want to cry? We can't go a whole podcast without saying the word poignant, can we? That's like our buzzword. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same answer on this, aren't we, Spinky? Is Bella dying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, but I could come up with some what other. What about Zag? Zag dying as well, and, and then Zag. and then and then when he he's been carrying the ashes oh, all yeah. that yeah, way, good, yeah. you know, and it's it's pretty intense. Yeah, it definitely tugs at the heartstrings there, but doesn't it? All right. So again, very Kiwi movie. I'm sure we can all associate with some elements of it. So, what aspect of the film did you find similar to your own life? It was the pig getting killed by Bella. As a city-slicking town boy, I used to go down and work on my uncle's farm. You know, straight up seeing a pig get murdered, uh, animals getting murdered, all that sort of stuff was a rough introduction to how the real world works when you're living out on a farm. So, yeah, that reminded me of uh, growing up. Yeah, I had a couple answers here, and it's all probably to do with the Maori undertones of the film, calling people uncle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, that was my Lawrence. Pretty standard uh, for a young Maori guy to, to call your seniors uncle. Awesome, cool. So that finishes off Stacey's first set of three questions and moves us on to Spanky. Right, okay, so um, pretty quick one. Give the, the movie a tagline. This is an easy one for me. Hunt for the world of people. The what of people? <laughs> the what of people. <laughs> the wilder people. Okay, so I'm going to go with something a wee bit different. Hunt for the wilder people. No child left behind. <laughs> oh, that's good. So that's a there's a repeat, repeated phrase by Paula Hall, the child welfare services woman whose main mission in life is to find Ricky an awesome home. <laughs> no child left behind. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the official tagline of the child welfare services, but it's her personal tagline. Perfect. Well, um, Ricky uh, probably doesn't have that many mates, to be honest with you. He's, but <laughs> but, uh, but, but if, if he did have mates, suggest what their nickname for him might be. Oh, I'm gonna combine a couple of names that he threw out when he was trying to decide what to name his dog. Like he was going through Megatron and Tupac. 
And he also likes the how the Skux like refers to him. So I'm going to go with Mega Skux Pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ricky Baker's nickname is Pies. See, she's she's cracking herself up with this. But what me and Spanky have, well, what Spanky probably hasn't caught on to, was at the start of the movie, Bella looked at him and goes, "Hey, you look like the kid that ate the kid that ate all the pies." <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, another thing that comes up in this film, which may be uniquely Kiwi, is that uh, people just tend to have the knack for things. <laughs> for some reason, Ricky can just start the ute out of nowhere. Crumpy! Crumpy. <laughs> out of nowhere. Ricky had the knack for this. What do you have the unique knack for? I've got two answers for this. First is I have an unusual ability to be able to find a good car parking space. It's it's weird. <laughs> like, it, it, we live in the mount. There's, you know, a lot of car parking spaces get taken up very quickly there's not often that you get a good car parking space but whenever i'm driving i seem to have this ability to be able to get a car parking space right upside right outside wherever i want to go uh the other one is kind of obvious i have this ability to talk my way into and also out of an incredible amount of shit (laughs) (laughs) yes i agree that's your your greatest knack yeah (laughs) Okay, this is a really difficult question for me to answer because I've just got the knack for a lot of things. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty much everything I do, I'm good at. <laughs> uh, international listeners, you are listening to the Queen of New Zealand. <laughs> All right then, I didn't think I was going to have to pull this out, but I have to now is that I actually have the knack for doing all all the odd jobs around the house that are typically a male domain. I, I'm not going to even argue with her on this. Like, she is legit. Like, I, if you gave me a if paintbrush and asked me to paint the walls, I, you'd probably find me in the pub about five minutes later. <laughs> exactly. I can mend things, fix things, nail things up, sort shit out, whatever it is, I'll do it. Uh, cool. So moves me on to my next set of three questions. Okay, so New Zealand is obviously very pretty place and we get treated to a lot of good landscapes around new zealand and hunt for the wilder people shows off our clean green image so if a tourist was coming to new zealand what part would you immediately say is the most majestical okay so i'm a southern girl born and bred so i have to go with some scenery from the south island And it's a place that Sam and I actually went to recently. My sister got married in October down in the Mackenzie country in the beautiful Southern Alps. So I would have to say that Mount Cook National Park is the most majestical place in New Zealand. Many, many majestical places uh, in New Zealand, uh, the Outback Inn on a Saturday night. uh, (laughs) But uh, that's not going to be my answer. Uh, Uh, I think that's more suicidal uh, than most So one place that's really affected me in New Zealand is uh, Wanaka, Queenstown. Beautiful place, mountains and lakes. One of those places that uh, you look at real estate as soon as you you go there and realise that uh, you're probably never going to earn enough to actually live there. (laughs) All right, so my second question. We get treated to an awesome scene where uh, Ricky Baker gets taken into a home and uh, one of the guys comes out from watching our beloved and at the same time often despised New Zealand Warriors and he sort of sees Ricky Baker and he's like, kick myself if I didn't do this, Ricky Baker, but can I have a selfie? If you guys are out walking around the bush and you saw a little Ricky Baker, would you want to get a selfie with him? I'm just going to say no, mainly because I'm just not really a selfie person and I'm not really a celebrity hunter. So I'm right there with you, Stace. Not a selfie person, not a celebrity hunter, just probably be happy to leave them. 
But Ricky's just such a cool guy. Mm. And he's cool about it. And he takes heaps of selfies with the guy with the fork. And <laughs> I caught you. Now <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> oh. And oh, I love this movie. Yes, I'd get a, a, a selfie with Ricky. Good on you, Spanky. Yeah. Shot, bro. Okay, so my final question. Julia Dennison, a.k.a. Ricky Baker, absolute breakout star of this film. What project could you see him in next? In my opinion, it's straight to Hollywood for Julian Dennison. Because I'm not a nerd, I don't know what movies are currently in production. But I'm guessing, like, you know that really funny Mexican guy in Ant-Man? Oh, Michael Payne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see Julian as a sidekick, the hilarious, funny friend of a superhero in some kind of origin story movie. They've got Spider-Man scheduled for three upcoming Marvel movies, so, I mean, they're all going to revolve around him at high school, so you never know. He could be um, maybe an exchange student from New Zealand or something (laughs) who gets bitten by a radioactive Tuatara. (laughs) (laughs) Becomes Tuataraman. You follow that, Speaky? <laughs> easy, easy. I, I got this shit. I can imagine this almost a Glee-esque um, high school thing, but except for it's not musical. In New Zealand, we've got a, a massive hip-hop dance producer named Ooh. Paris Goebel, and I can see Ricky being in the hip-hop crew and Ricky being the comic relief. So... You already can ascertain that we love this movie and we love the director. Would oh, you love the director. <laughs> would another director have been able to do this story justice? No, no, that's <laughs> no. what that sound no. was. That sound was a no. <laughs> that was the sound of no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, if you held a gun to my head and said, get another director, any other director in the world, and make this movie again... The only one I can come up with is Wes Anderson. Got that sort of quirky, absurd humour. But at the same time, no. I mean, this is a New Zealand film and there's just too much New Zealand in it. That Hey, can we do Are you just sticking with no, Spanky? <laughs> just no. I'm just sticking with no. Yeah, we'll just leave yeah. it at that. No, no. Okay. Righto. So apart from the two lead characters, there were some other wicked, interesting characters. Which, which of those characters needed more screen time? More Bella. Rima Tiwiata, Kiwi comedian, been around the traps in New Zealand for ages. Um, she nailed it when she died, the saddest thing, and she was just amazing. So, more Bella. Yep. And she had the funniest, funniest... Oh, I can't believe we didn't bring this up, but one-liners. Oh, yeah, she when was she amazing. When she first yeah. met Ricky, she's like a tough Are you love. hungry? Of course you are, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Loved Rima. She she would have been my answer, and since you've taken her, I'm going to go with none, really, because it was sad that Bella died, but she sort of needed to, to like, you know, get the story going or whatever. And to be honest, I just think it was almost perfect, and you don't want to stretch it out and make it a bit sort of overinflated, so, yeah. Okay, so we love this movie a lot, you guys, so obviously we would like to see another movie in the same vein. So can you pitch a sequel to me? Basically, Hex says during the movie that he couldn't have children, but it doesn't mean that Bella couldn't have children. So Bella's long lost daughter, an orphan or or <laughs> or what have you, yeah. com- comes comes back and Hex on his deathbed and she she, you know, 
trying to talk to Heck about what was my mother like and all this sort of shit. And Heck passes away, and they take Heck's ashes to be spread with Bella's. And obviously, you've got this love triangle, or not triangle, love, (laughs) love fucking thing. Interest. Interest thing going on. Bella's daughter and Ricky. And the climax is that they finally see the Hoo Bird together you know like maybe in oh. some sort of a moment of passion type of thing or that is that, beautiful spanky that's it i should be a fucking screenwriter a rom- you should because you've completely shit all over comedy. my idea yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go really nerdy on this one of the best sequels of all time was the godfather part two and in the godfather part two we got treated to dual stories basically so we got the story of michael corleone who was being played by al pacino we got the story of robert de niro who's playing Vito corleone who was in the original godfather but we're seeing a version of him much younger what i'd love is to see two stories of heck as a younger man seeing all the stuff that went through that got him to the point of that first movie you could just get like a carl urban or like one of these other kiwi actors to play him as a younger guy while at the same time seeing Ricky Baker develop as a character, maybe he another younger foster kid gets taken into the house, the foster kid runs away, and then it's up to Ricky Baker and Heck to go out and find this kid and bring him back in and, you know, suss him out and help him become a better person. Um, Heck, you know, passes away, whatever. All I'd have to say about those sequels is poor old Heck. He dies in both stories. <laughs> We love you, Sam Neill. (laughs) Cool, so that moves us on to question number 20. I'm hesitant to ask this because I kind of know what the answer's going to be. But anyway, Ricky Baker goes out in the bush. He gets lost. Well, he goes out and tries it one time and then he makes it all of 200 metres. And then anyway, Ricky Baker later meets up with, I feel like we haven't talked to her about enough, Rachel House's character Paula, who was just an awesome child welfare woman. Uh, Layton meets up with her and she's like, hey, Baker, why don't you come over here? We've got Scroggin sort of thing. So out of us three, which one of us do you think would be the first to go stuff this, look at the Scroggin and go, yep, I'm out, I'm off. Stacey, <laughs> Stacey, it's totally Stacey. It's you're totally Stacey. You're talking, you're talking about three very stubborn people anyway. I was going to say me too. But, 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 but whoever, out of us who would be most seduced by the creature comforts of home, I think it would be Stacey. Yep, totally agree. Especially when she starts listing off, we've got nuts and we've got chocolate. It's like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, the, I'm just jumping over that. Sugar addict would have <laughs> leapt over that ditch. The one that Oscar Kitely fell down the side of. She'd be winning gold in the bloody long jump. Yep. Com- <laughs> consensus. <laughs> Absolute consensus. I don't think we've ever agreed on anything before. No. And, and I agree with Spanky. Spanky's way too stubborn, and so am I. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that moves us to the end of our podcast. Oh, it's been a good one. Taka Waititi, I'm going to tweet this and Facebook and all that sort of shit out to you to get you listening to this. We want you to know how much we, as the you know film-going public who love remo- uh, watching and reviewing movies, how much we really, really loved and enjoyed your movie. I'm sure you've heard that enough, but um, yep, can't wait for 4 Ragnarok. And also another special shout out to Hannah Dingle. Thanks again. Thanks for suggesting this movie. Awesome choice. And as a English person who watched this movie and loved it and enjoyed it, that um, yeah, sort of warms the cockles of my heart. I think there's some lump of black coal inside my chest that would someone would define <laughs> as a card, but it's warmed it. So thanks for suggesting this movie. So we don't really need to do a noob seal approval, so we'll just do a final thoughts. Um, that was that was my final thoughts. What about you, Stacey? Just go and watch it. Everyone from the age of five right through to 95, you will find 
interest and value in this movie. There's so much good New Zealand cinema out there. Watch all of Taika's back catalogue. Yep. It's all fantastic. There's just gold on gold on gold. Really, I, I wouldn't even say this is going to be the pinnacle. It's only going to get better here from him. Yeah, as he gets more money. It's just, he's amazing. There's so much good stuff out there. Support New Zealand film. Watch I Survived a Zombie Holocaust. <laughs> it's, it's good. I completely agree with you there, Spanky. It was awesome. Uh, takes us into the end of our podcast. So the next film we're going to do is Live By Night. Uh, hey, do you like our answers? Do you disagree with them? Do you want to provide us your own answers? How about you provide us a bit of feedback? Tell us where we're wrong. Tell us where we're right. Tell us what part made you cry. Tell us what aspect of the film you found similar to your life. Or tell us what fictional character you'd like to get lost in the bush with. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear your suggestions for your films. And that's thanks for me. Thanks, guys. Thanks. trying to say gonna... you did call me tiger in bed hunt for the tinder people no, but it's not jesus it's a nullador. door and guess what's on the other side of that door yeah jesus he's tricky like that jesus <laughs> it's zag. It's zag. we've it's just watched the fucking he's film and you think it's zag he says <laughs> i don't know what i've got the neck for the knack of not being prepared for your podcast answers. <laughs> that's oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Shut up. How many have I had to drink? They're doing a Spider-Man high school. Fuck a Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> that's not like a plural of Spider-Man. What the fuck is Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Uh, they're doing a Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm going to try this again. To a Taraman. <laughs> Damn it. To a Taraman. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>